Welcome to Companion Piece, a podcast celebrating the many friends and allies of the Doctor. From Totters Lane to Sheffield, unit headquarters to a 1970s boarding school, we'll be taking a deep dive into each and every companion, exploring their life, their time in the TARDIS, and for some, their adventures without the Doctor. Today, we'll be heading into the 1970s with the third Doctor's first companion, Liz Shaw, and her adventures both on TV and beyond. Well... I mean, what is there to say about Liz Shaw, really? Quite a lot, I think it's fair to say. I mean, obviously, she seems to have caused a bit of a divided opinion, actually, which is quite interesting. I I was often under the impression she was quite a popular companion, but... See, I wasn't always certain. I I didn't know a lot about her. So, like, in my mind, she was a bit uh, underrated, but that's only on the basis that I hadn't heard an awful lot, I hadn't watched an awful lot. From the responses we've got, it's a fair amount of people who do like her. But, yeah, I, I don't know whether it's just because I hadn't had a proper introduction. I, I always think it's interesting that people say she's underrated because the fact that lots and lots of people say she's underrated surely means to a degree she isn't. I don't that, know. Yeah, that does make sense, to be honest. It's more <laughs> I of mean, a little do, paradox. Just, just, yeah, just a little bit, but... I mean, in a way, possibly compared to the other third Doctor companions, maybe she is underrated in that way. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you've got... Before, you had Jamie. I mean, you had Jamie and Zoe, but you had Jamie who's the big one, then you had Joe, and then you had Sarah Jane, who were, like, the big companions, so... Hmm. And then, yeah. I mean, obviously, Liz was different, wasn't she? Very, very different to... Yeah. ...what came before and what came after... And it's a shame she wasn't utilised. That's the thing. I think she fits more of like the the doctor's assistant as she's um, as she's normally referred to instead of a companion. Mm. Also, I'm going to say it now and keep this in. If there is any random stops and starts with my talking, it's because I'm having work done in the house. So I'm just putting that out there, and everyone's listening and being confused by those random noises. <laughs> um, yeah, but I have to say, I I I had only watched spearhead once a few years ago i think mm. they did a run on like drama or something ages ago Ooh, that um, sounds familiar actually yeah yeah i think it was that one i watched um but i hadn't watched any of the others i'd heard really good things like I, i'd had inferno for my i think it's my 18th 18th or 19th i ha- i got inferno on dvd mm. but i hadn't actually watched it um but now i've like, watched the run and i'd listened to a couple of her big finishes i think i listened mm. to the last post and maybe another one mm. see for me i think it was i watched ambassadors because we love ambassadors in my house which may or may not be a hot take i don't know <laughs> and then spearhead and then i think inferno and then the silurians because i bought the silurians when i was in hereford i think yes i did and then i watched that oh, and i was just like enough. oh my god this is so good yeah, the Silurians is my favourite, which is probably another hot take. I don't know, because everyone, Dylan included, are you listening, Dylan? <laughs> <laughs> loves, loves, loves Inferno, which I love Inferno. I love Inferno. Do not get me wrong. Don't go after me. Do not kill me. Thank you very much. I've seen a lot of like <laughs> polls and rankings where they've said Inferno is like, the best classic like finale, as it were. Um, even though they didn't really have finales, but you know what I mean? Like mm. the, the best end of a season. Mm. Um, when it, it's really good, oh, it but is. it's like because everyone bigs it up so much. Do you think that's like? I don't know. I went into it thinking and it, it is excellent, but it's like 
you get a bit of preconception of it's going to be so good and you, it does live up to it but it's like I think with some people it might not true I mean my my brother was talking about that in relation to something else I can't remember what it was there, there was another story where he was saying whether I think it was a missing one whether whether it was found would it still have like that um sort of um popularity i suppose and would it still have yeah that's true that's true yeah that's the thing because is it was it's um is it either of the daleks and abominable snowmen they're they're apparently going to do his animation i'm very excited about the abominable snowmen because i've read the target and i think i'm going to say i Uh think here because someone will probably hate me but i think that the target is really really good so hopefully yeah i mean yeah i'm excited evil's exciting because that's victoria's first one isn't it yay yeah i love victoria i'm sorry hot take yet again (laughs) (laughs) but nonetheless (laughs) Oh dear! No, I, I'm excited for that. I I really, really want them to do a Highlanders. I know it's less popular because it's going to be a, a, a like a pure historical, but at the same time, it's Jamie, and I really, really, really want to see yes. properly watch the oh introduction God, of yes, Jamie. Yes, yes. Oh, well, anyway, we we're get, got, again we're, we're talking about different companions. <laughs> yes, as we always do. Every single All one of the, the blurbs time. for this is like, and yet again, we talk about other companions. Um. <laughs> Speaking of as what, what what we've seen though, one, I think off, one of our first resp- no, actually it's a more recent response, but it's the first one that comes up um, from James Courtney at Mr J A Courtney on Twitter. He's only seen her in Spearhead, look like I only had for a long time. Uh, quite liked her, quite serious, like um, the third Doctor was originally, and they set the tone for that story. He asks if they set the tone for that series, and I think they do because it's quite a serious series. It's quite a serious season. It season is, seven. but it's very much tonally different from the rest, isn't it? I think. Yeah, it's very much that's the see at least to me that's the season that defines the third Doctor mm. as the you know the the James Bond Doctor mm. as it were, because like when he's with Joe, he relaxes mm. a bit more. He's he's more he's lighter, but that one is a lot more violent and mm. dark. Um, Inferno is is very very. Oh, all of them are dark. Silurians is dark. Inferno. Yeah, I mean dark. maybe the Silurians isn't the best one to watch at the moment because uh, obviously. <laughs> Possibly not. We've had a few. We've had a few like that. To be honest, a few uh, responses. Um, yeah. and it goes on. Not sure that there are any other companions quite like her. That's a fair point. That, um, Zoe was also smart, but she had fun with it. Whereas Liz was a lot more serious. Well, she is a lot more serious, but she's also incredibly sarcastic. Yeah, she oh, she is very sarcastic. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's um, definitely. It's just a bit. I think, um, especially the first couple of scenes with the brigadier, where she just basically makes fun of him to his face. Oh yeah. <laughs> and later on, with when she's more relaxed, when she's more. Uh, working with the Doctor as for as opposed to like four. Actually, they very very quickly work as a team. They don't necessarily. It's not very. It's not a subordinate role. It's very much her. She she assists him, but she's her. Oh own yeah, person. definitely, definitely so. Hmm. I think that's perhaps what. Yeah. Not limited her, obviously, but I think perhaps that's what people found a little bit tricky. Yeah. Oh. Um. Yeah, that's the thing. It's. Because she's, she comes on as like she was the original mm. unit scientific mm. advisor, but then within 
two mm. episodes, the Doctor very much takes on that role, so she just like it's more his assistant rather than the person in her own right. Having said that, she's the one who figures mm. things out. Like in Spearhead, she's already um, studied the spheres. In Silurian, she's the one. She's the one who like sees through all the Doctor's workings and figures out what he meant when he gets mm. um, when he mm. disappears. Yes. Definitely so. Um, uh, what's the actor's name in Silurians? Who is Peter hey. Miles? <laughs> oh I was my say, god! It's just like she works so well off him because he plays such a like oh yeah villain, that she bounces off that, that so well. I mean that scene that always makes me laugh, and it's not it Lizzie's in it is that bit where he just goes mad because I'm just like. Nicholas Courtney oh, yeah. looks ever so slightly terrified. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Well, it's, it's like he's, he's yeah. ranting a little bit. He goes from like the angry, like I'm just furious about everything, yeah, to, like, to like full on ranting to and screaming then try- and launching and himself. And then trying to Nicholas kill him. Courtney. It's like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when I um, my friend that I'm now introducing to who ever so slowly, I'm very excited to watch Solo Rings with her purely because I know she'll love and hate the like the fight acting of. He throws a punch and it's like five inches away from the guy's face and he falls over. <laughs> and it's like, it's. Nick Nick Courtney was actually like fight trained. And it's like, he's there just going, like, oh, I, I'll let this guy <laughs> jump at me and then just throw him on the table. <laughs> oh, best, one of the best dramatic deaths of Doctor Who ever. <laughs> um, <yeah. laughs> I love it. It's just so like. Rant, rant, rant. It's just so OTT, guys. but at the same time, it's Peter Miles, and it's bloody brilliant. <laughs> uh, I, I was watching that going, like, I know he's neither, but he's also... Who's the um, other one he plays? Oh, he plays... in Invasion of the Dinosaurs. What's his name? Oh, God. I was thinking of this the other day, because there was a guy in Doomwatch with the same name. Um, yeah. Not Dr. Lawrence, that's the Silurians. Whittaker. Whittaker. Uh, that's right. Yes. That's the thing, Whittaker. See, I googled that. You did Whittaker. Is he now? I haven't seen Invasion mm. of the Dinosaurs. Is he? I'm guessing as it's Peter Miles, he's he's a bad. Yes, yes. Yeah. As far as I'm aware, he gets worse. The more stories it's just like it's Silurians. He's bad, but he's like bureaucratically mm. bad. By the time you get to Nida, he's an all-round <laughs> Nazi. Yeah. And there's like the more roles he plays, the worse his yeah. characters become. Yeah, I mean, Invasion of the Dinosaurs is an interesting one. I know some people don't like the dinosaurs, but okay, please, please overlook yeah. it and please watch it because it's such a good story. It's such a good story, honestly. I it's I I love Invasion of the Dinosaurs. On it, it's mm. so good. <laughs> it's one of the stories I think that's there's like a few of this where the script and the ideas mm. aren't great. The effects let it like Warriors of the Deep, which is actually a good story with very bad. Yeah, effects. I think it becomes a bit trickier as it goes on with that kind of thing. Because by the eighties, for whatever reason, things seem to start to look more dated than they did before. It's a bit strange. Like, I, d- I don't know yeah. whether it was what it was particularly, but Warriors of the Deep, as you say, does really suffer for it. I mean, I've only seen it yeah, once, I mean, so actually, I'd probably need to watch it that's again. That's the thing. It's like uh, I, I don't know if they actually give it a name in Solaris, but the dinosaur that they have guarding yeah. the cave is obviously a prop dinosaur. But it's like 
that still works well because mm. it's in it's in darkness. Mm. You don't really see. It's like mm. in the Macro Terror where it's a bit in darkness, and you can get away with it. Or like the ambassadors where they take the hammer off the ambassadors. It's just a funny effect. Mm. Well, I mean, so, one thing about the Syrians yeah. that always stands out to me, and then I'll shut up about it, is that the sort of mm. stellar casting they've got. I mean, they've got Fulton Mackay. They've <laughs> got. I have to say, I watched that and immediately went. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Am I yeah. watching Doctor Who? Am I watching <laughs> yes. So you got Fulton Mackay, you got Peter Miles, Norman Jones. I love Norman Jones. Very underrated yes. actor, I've always thought. And um, true. Yes, Jeffrey of course, Palmer. of course. My dad, I'm like, I dad was yes. trying to think of his name when I was watching. It was just like, it's just Jeffrey. Palmer. It's yes. obviously Jeffrey Palmer. And I'll, I'll, I'll give the reins over to you for oh, the other big actors. There's definitely that's in the someone else I'm sure that I'm missing here. Yeah, the one who plays oh, Captain yeah. Hawkins. I knew that. Paul Darrow, of course, <laughs> looking very young. <laughs> yeah. Very, very young. Yeah, I yes. thought you might like that. Avon. It's it is Avon. Avon. Um, my, yeah, my, my, like, me and my dad couldn't think of his name, but I was looking at him going, that's Avon. <laughs> that's Avon. I was like, yeah, I know it's Avon. But it's. <sighs> Because he's a massive hey, Blake Seven fan as well. for the Blake Not that there's anything wrong with that at all. <laughs> oh, he was in Time yeah, Lash. I always I think forget he's in Time Lash as well. <laughs> don't they? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is it, is it True. that bad? I don't know. True. I've seen it once and I confess I didn't understand it, but I think maybe I was probably being stupid. I think most people just remember the bit that at the end where they go like, oh, this guy who's called Herbert is actually Herbert Wells. It's like, yeah, of course, the whole joke is it's H.G. <laughs> Wells. It's an early, like, who celebrity. <laughs> Never mind, really. um, but yeah, I going back to the actual topic of the conversation, I'm just going to write down everything we talk about that isn't mm. the episode. Like, you know, other companions, actors, mm. Blake Seven. How many... T- are we sure we don't want to do a Blake Seven? Let's <laughs> think about Doctor Who, though, isn't it? Is there's quite a few... Yeah, um Blake seven people who crop up here and there. Well, it's like as like I was watching, I was like, it's like Silurians and ambassadors with my dad. I was watching a couple of them, and like the amount of actors who are in Who as not necessarily as they're starting, but as as they're part mm. of their early career. Is it Silurians? Is it is it ambassadors that Benton comes back because he's in? Yeah, I think it's. Um... Is it he was a yeti. Ben- yes, Benton's in back in it, but like famously, I think he was a Cyberman um, as well. John Levine did. Was but it I a can't yeti? remember in what story. And then he played Benton. Probably the moon base. Was it? Was it the invasion that he played Benton in for the first time? Yes. Then he comes back in Ambassadors, and then Inferno. Yes. Oh god, they're right. We try to do it story by story, but I'm going to say everyone is great in Inferno. Just the dual roles that almost everyone plays is great. Oh my platoon underleader Benton. Yeah, it's quite a mouthful, isn't it? <laughs> and 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 brigade leader. Oh. I'll tell you a funny story about that. Apparently, at one point they were all trying to make Nick Courtney yeah. laugh. I don't know how true this is, but it oh, did make if me it's laugh. What anyway. I'm thinking of is it, it's in his the um, whole, not the whole uh, eye patch. Yeah, it's in the. <laughs> <laughs> Memoirs. You can tell it because it's a funny story. If in case anyone hasn't heard it. Yeah. The, yeah. No. The bit. I think it's the bit where he turns round. Oh, in the seat. Yeah. And he's got the eye patch on. And I think in that scene, all the people were standing behind him, all wearing an eye patch. Or I something. think so, wasn't it? I think it was John Levine, John Pertwee, and and um, Caroline John, if not all the crew as well, were all wearing eye patches. <laughs> and he, the thing is, is it, this is Nick Court. Also, if anyone hasn't heard or read Nick Courtney's memo- memoirs, definitely. I do own it. them. I haven't no, oh, listened yet. 
But it's like he turns around and just looks at them and carries on with the with the performance and makes everyone else start laughing because he's so straight laced. <laughs> like, well, I'm not I'm not going to crack first. It's going to have to be one of you lot. Oh, Good old Nick. Yeah. Um, right. If we go back to what we were planning to do and kind of go through chronologically, Spearhead yes. is a really good introduction. Oh yeah. Um, I'm gonna see if we've had anyone say Spearhead. Well, uh, do, do, that was quite a long one. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, you know, one of our very close friends, um, close Twitter friends. Uh, uh, Jake from the Married to Who podcast at Married to Who, the Married to Who Married to Who, po- Married to Who pod on Twitter. He's doing. They are in their spin-off Brothers uh, in Who, are going through all the companions as we are well aware because we name them because we're nerds and stuff. Um, and now they've got to Liz, and he's watched Spearhead and and the Silurians, which I still think is is that the that's the only actual episode, isn't it, which is got which is like Doctor Who. And the something. E- it's the Doctor Who and this or and that, but the episode I think is like the only one. Yeah, I think it might be. The thing is, it doesn't. It just frustrates me that hmm. the target novelisation of the episode called Doctor Who and the Silurians it's been renamed Doctor Who and the Cave Monsters. But there you go. Um, yeah. So yeah. So Jake says he's just finished Spearhead and and the Lys- and the Silurians. Uh, really digging Liz Shaw. A lot of the same qualities from the Doctor has initially. Rude to authority and sympathetic with scientists. Backs up the Doctor even if she doesn't understand it. Yep, yeah, she does that. There's the scene in Spearhead where he's trying. He's you know that's the whole point of a lot of his run is he's trying to get the TARDIS to work again. Is that mm. he doesn't have the key because the Brigadier's nicked it and convinces mm. her to go and get it she yes. goes and gets it comes back he tries to take off and fails and then she realizes that he tried to trick her and that little scene where he realizes like he he's messed up and he has to apologize i think she plays it quite nicely caroline john of like i still like this person but i realize he's a lot more of a like a trickster than i than i first mm. thought i have to be careful about yeah hmm I mean, I. It's the um. I'll watch. I'll see if I can find. I'll cover in with Jake's first, and then I'll. Uh, cool and calm and skeptical in a way we don't ever see again, except maybe Ace. I think that's true, but Ace is a very different sort of skeptical. Liz is scientific skeptic, mm. whereas Ace is more like, "What's this? Talk to me about it. Can mm. I blow it up?" That's kind of. His, um, a real shame she didn't get a proper season of traveling. Uh, but he's excited to hear about her extended adventures if there are any. Yes, we will get to those later yeah. in the podcast, but mm. there are. There's I think, a lot. think about Liz, though, perhaps, is that, you know, would she have suited the travelling stories as well as Joe did? Or is she like, is she like someone like Harry, who is more of a grounded companion and therefore suited that kind of, like, um, exiled Earth stories. I think she may well have been, because to be honest. I don't know. You, I, I mean, she, she probably would have would have suited to a degree, but I just wonder whether she is more suited to the kind of 
earthbound scientific stories. She'd have been good in Doomwatch, Liz. I demand a crossover. <laughs> I that would, yes. That I'd like to see her go head to head with Spencer Quist. I have to say, <laughs> that would that would be oh, funny. That dear. would be funny. If if anyone wishes to enhance oh, this, would, Big actually. Finish, is you listening? But 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 <laughs> oh, Big Finish, Doomwatch yeah. would but, work but, on Big but, Finish so You have well. to get Robert Powell in it. So there, because if you if you don't no. somehow. <laughs> Please, yeah, please. You're not wrong. <laughs> ignore me. Just, just ignore oh, me. I, I have problems. At least one. But anyway. <laughs> um, what were we on at one? <laughs> but that, that, that's the thing, though. That is the thing. She is... I think she might be more... There, there are big finishes where she does go into space. Mm. There are... Of the two... I've got three Liz novels. Of the two that mm. I've read, one of them... Is oh, out of the three I've got one of them's mm. a time travel one, but the other two that I've actually read are both Earth mm. set and Earth based. I think there's a there might be a scene with her on a spaceship, mm. but it doesn't actually go into space. I mean, I so there you go. That's why, for example, the last post works so well because it's it's very yeah. much her thing and it's what she does best. I think. And and she yeah, gets her proper is, moments think, to to shine and outdo. Uh... Oh, what's his name? The Irish bloke, in it. <laughs> um... Oh, I, I oh. listened to it. Half an hour. Why, what? I, I, I can't remember his name. The bad. Oh. The, the, the Swiss oh. I'm gonna have to look. Hang on. Let me look. What's his name? Is it going to tell me? No. <laughs> of course not. Yeah, I think Last Post is a two-person recording, isn't it? Because it's just her and Rowena Cooper. Oh, yeah, it's her mum. By the way, I just looked it up. The Irish guy, his name is Mr. Prestane. Oh, I knew it was something like I, that. I honestly couldn't remember his name. I knew it was Whatever something like that. I had Trevelyan in my head, and I don't know why. Trevelyan. Oh, well. I don't know. I don't know what that's from. Um, uh, no, I don't know. Where were we? Oh, so we keep getting sidetracked. If we actually finished Jake's tweets, they're only, we're only like three tweets long. We've got to t- the second <laughs> one. And, uh, what's he say? Yeah, it, it's maybe the last time they attempt having an adult woman as a companion. Uh, not someone in their 20s, but like an actual adult. Barbara and Liz Shaw are kind of in a category of two until really New Who. That's interesting, actually. That's, That's a fair point, though, because you're like, Joe. How old was Joe meant to be? She was like early 20s. But mind you, though, I don't. I mean, Sarah's young, but I don't. I don't think she's that young, but I get, I get what he means. Like that proper sort of woman who's her own woman i know i know exactly what you mean and that's actually a very interesting point yeah i'm trying to think if there's anyone else who matches that uh... description but i don't think there is frankly because even if you said like tegan or nissa's a lot younger tegan's i'd say at the most she's mid-20s at that yeah, time um i suppose romana to a degree is like more closer yeah. to it but still not quite that's a very interesting comparison. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fair point. Um, yeah. It makes sense, to be honest. Um, 
Yeah, I'm going to write that if... down. That's very interesting. Who said that? <laughs> oh, uh, that was Jake. Jake. Yeah. Um, we've got a few, thing is, I think we've got more tweets for this one than we did since maybe, maybe I think Rose might have been a long one, and so was our pilot. But this is a, when we got a lot of tweets for someone who I thought was underrated. We've got a lot of tweets mm. about her. Um. Uh, uh, at John Boy underscore oh, hello, cook, John. Com- <laughs> complexicated cookie, which is hard to say, but. but Good. Uh, just says she's great. Season seven is is his favourite season I of Who, agree with that, and Liz plays a f- <laughs> uh, plays a huge part of that. Don't think the dynamic of the Doctor working with another scientist would have worked long term, but for a season it was perfect. And yeah, that I would have liked to see more of Liz, mm. but the season that we've got does work really well. Yeah, I I think perhaps it was refreshing, but I do. I do agree that after Liz having Joe was more, I think, what was wanted at that time. <clears throat> yeah, that's the thing. I think perhaps it's well, like, and again, we've just got a very short one in from uh, "Time for a Film" at oh, "Time, time for, for a film. film." Hello, darling. Just says, uh, "Wish she'd been in more episodes," which is fair enough because mm, I think we all I do at this point. I think that's why Big Finish is great, and hers especially because they're such good stories as well I think it gives her a really good legacy and the fact they've picked it up now with Daisy Ashford her daughter who I literally only discovered that was her daughter because she looks just like her because I, I didn't she know does. that at the time. And I looked at her and I went, you you are the spitting image of Caroline. That That's not a coincidence, is it? Like, <laughs> but she she's excellent. Well, it's the new... She really is. Primal, she's mm. great in. And there's the new... Is it volume, volume 7 of the third Doctor Adventures where it's going to be an episode with Liz as played by Daisy, Ash, Daisy Ashford and an I episode with Sarah wait. Jane as I played by wait, Sadie Miller. Daisy, she just seems to get her mother's sort of mannerisms I think I haven't yeah. listened to Sadie yet so I'm not slagging her off I haven't listened I haven't listened to her yet No I'm going to um I'm going to I'm about to download Return of the Cybermen because I, I I remembered I down I bought it downloaded yeah, it and then didn't listen, listen to it probably listen to that Um because <laughs> um, obviously yeah. hey it's Jerry Davis Woohoo! um and B, I, yeah, I've had it for far too long and I just need to listen to it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think... That's the thing. I don't know what I was going to say. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I think Spearhead, because it's an introduction to the new Doctor as well as Liz, as well as the concept mm. of Unit, as well as everything else, it's not the best episode to be introduced to her in... But she's very quick to understand uh, what the Doctor, like who he is, what he needs her to do, and all of his methods and everything. Um, I think the Silur- mm. is it Silurians and Inferno, I've, I've written more mm. on. There's the great line in Silurians, isn't there, when um, they're going back down to the caves and like the Brigadier tells her to stay here, oh, well, yeah, you won't come with us. And she turns around and goes, have you never heard of female emancipation? <laughs> It's just the delivery of like, shut up, I'm coming, and then the doctor being all gentle, like, no, it's probably but best then she if you stay here. In turn, goes I mean, and does other things that are equally useful. 
Exactly. She's thought, like, like I said earlier, she's the one who figures mm. out the cure, mm. isn't she, to the plague? Yes. I mean, we've said, we've had somebody say, I'll see if I can find the tweet yeah, in a second. But yeah, I think I she's great in the following. With, with Nick Courtney is really good as well, but in a different way. It does seem like they they yeah. work really well together. I think you know a bit like Definitely. I'd say similarly a bit like Mary Tam and Tom Baker. Like they just seem to gel really well. Not that Katie and Nick and John don't work because that's not what I'm saying whatsoever. But there's that kind yeah. of there's just something that that seems to gel with them. I th- I think anyway. I mean, uh, what what do what, what do I know anyway? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's um, I yeah, I think it works. Just it's a good like team of mm. people working together, uh, actors mm. as well as like characters. But but the thing um, as well, I think, is that I'm glad we got Joe because I think Joe works better with. Mike and Mike Richard and John Levine Benton and Nick yeah. in a different way. Like the dynamic is different. And I think if we'd had Liz in the stories we had Joe, I don't think it would have worked in the same way. No, the the Liz stories are a lot more like mature, yeah. if that makes sense. They're like with with Joe and like Katie Manning didn't play no. Joe as a child, but she was she was actively mm. younger and like less learned and I think that's why the comparison like the, the contrast is so great but with those four stories in particular mm. they're a lot darker they're uh, they deal with a lot mm. more uh, just complexity and I think having someone who's like more learned more mature more forward thinking is, is, the, is probably the best way I can't imagine I mean they, I know they did Sea Devils but I can't imagine Joe working in the no, Silurians because it's because you wouldn't have you need it's, it's that a very other scientific point of view. based story the Silurians isn't it and it's all about well it is it's Malcolm it is. Hulk isn't it and it's all it's all about you've got a yeah. bit of politics science very much so at the under the kind of undercurrent of the piece and then loads of other little things in there so yes I think one thing I might what might have been nice is. Because, like in Primord, you had, was it Primord or was it the other one? What was the one that you had Joe and Liz in? Yeah. And yeah, perhaps Primord. what would have been nice is if there'd been a more Earth based story that she would have suited, it would have been nice to have seen them both together. That's the thing. Well, one I of the novels en- I, I didn't the, the one novel I have that I didn't read is that it's, the, it's three mm. Joe and Liz, but set during. And I don't, I can't, I can see <laughs> it, I'm not going to go and get it. But whatever whatever period of time it was where uh, Rasputin mm. and the Tsars of Russia is mm. during that period of time. But we have had a tweet in saying that it's quite a big one. It's probably our longest. Uh, it's not a complaint, <laughs> by the way. But one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight tweet thread from Chris Phone ah. at Phonegraph. Uh, says she's absolutely underrated. One of his favourite parts of one of his favourite times of the Pertwee era. Um... Ha! We haven't discussed it yet because I was going to let Lily take the take the role on that. But about she has many different looks, many different um, appearances. Mm. You know, all of her different clothes oh, and hats hat. and hairstyles. Not that I'm saying I it's like your, but uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's a fair point, but we can discuss that in a second. Um, 
Occasionally, the third Doctor is patronising towards Joe. A little bit. Uh, none of that is evident. Well, that's the only scene I think where he is a bit patronising. Is that scene that we've talked about her of him flirting with her to try and get the TARDIS key back, and then realising he's made him sick and having to apologise. Um, brilliant working relationship. Almost telepathic by the end with them working on the console. I can imagine if he was teaching her how to repair it, he could be teaching her mm. how to fly it before too long. That is, I think, something they could have done if she'd stayed on for another seat. I mean, I know she left because she was pregnant and then they mm. wanted to have a change of direction anyway. Having said that, the scene in... Is it Ambassadors? It's Ambassadors yeah. where she gets kidnapped. And she's hanging off that railing. Well, and she's pregnant uh... at the time. I mean, she who, who she didn't that? know she was that's, pregnant. Um, but if you if is it Terry Walsh, no, is it Roy Scammell? Is either Terry Walsh or Roy Scammell doing that? Cause it's one of them. Yeah. But like they they yeah. they're, they're doing the yeah. actual stunt, but she's the one running yeah. around there and like is, climbing off stuff. On a random note, but I would recommend it because I watched it with Nick. A fantastic little documentary thing, and I will find out what DVD it's on and put it somewhere. That's a havoc one. And it's yeah. it's I think it's Toby actually the lovely Toby Haydoke talking about to all the the guys who were still alive at that time who were in havoc. So Roy Scammell is there, um, Derek Ware yeah. I think was still alive at that point. Derek Martin, who's the other one? I'm sure there's somebody else, but I've forgotten who. I'm sorry. And it's it's really good. <laughs> like the, the the bit that amuses me most is where Derek Ware says that in Inferno. He shot himself, and then the stunt of that guy falling is Roy Scammell, I believe. Yes. But yeah, that that yeah. is a good I've, stunt. I've seen that, that when I was looking stunt, up at done. Yeah, I, I won't I won't tell you the rest of it, but it's a really good little feature, and w- watch it. It's so good if you're a big fan of Havoc. Yeah, yeah. we'll find that out and put it. I'll put it in the description when, anyway. we, when we put this out. <laughs> Not um, the point. <laughs> Just saying. Oh, well, it's on one of our many tangents. Um, yeah, so he's, he, uh, Chris goes on to say, when she's uh, working on the console, one of the things he can rely on her to do by herself, like the scene where she's taking samples from the barn and the Silurians, it's just a level of trust mm. that's very quick, and it like mm. adds to both their characters. Uh, Caroline John is a remarkably talented oh, yeah. actress. Um, well, uh, moments when she's under strain that spring to mind the most telling the Briggs she's not an office boy in the Silurians and the scene in the in Ambassadors where she's being threatened with a gun to her like under her chin and she just tells them to, to like completely straight faced is that Regan? Is, this is what no. I need it's either Regan or it's one of Regan's that. thugs it's, is it Regan? probably it's interesting in that uh, the conversation she has with Lennox as well because She's quite sympathetic to him, even though he's he's. Oh yeah, she, yeah like she's yeah. disgusted by what he does. But then it's it's. I think that's quite interesting. Plus, it's Cyril Shap, so way hey. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, she convinces him to uh, yeah, like escape, then, doesn't she? Um, yeah, something rather nasty happens to him. Doesn't it? <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, that's what I mean. Those those stories are yeah, so dark. They genuinely are. I mean, Regan murdering those blokes and sticking them under a heap of gravels a bit. There's that. There's the death mm. by atomic mm. isotope, which is horrific. 
the, the plague in the Silurians is done with a little bit <laughs> too much detail, I think, in the, in the, in the, infe- in the actual yeah, physical infection that you see. It's the scene, I think, at the end of the Silurians where the doctor, where they witness the brigadier mm. blowing up the the caves and like the doctor's obviously horrified but you see Liz and she's just as like mm. just as taken aback by it um, here we go. yeah and so Chris goes on to say it's a shame she was dropped after series 7 wish they could have brought her back for at least se- for at least season 9 um, perhaps have both Liz and Joe working together and like that I think it would have worked quite nicely if they'd had the relationship mm. they have I'm in Big Finish and of a story on, in that would have suited that kind of dynamic I'm trying to think yeah I mean yeah, Primal works really well for that reason there's sort of bits for them both that works for them both well you get Liz mm. paired with the Doctor don't you and you get mm. the Brig paired with Joe mm. which works quite nicely um, well it's, it's quite a long tweet what else to say Oh, I wish they could have given her her proper title of Doctor Shaw. Yeah, so it's always she's always introduced uh, like originally mm. as Doctor Elizabeth Shaw, and then in every and then it's like this is Miss Shaw. Um, so it's like yeah, I mean it's seventies. That's what they would have done. But well. at the same time, like you do get the you get the Brigadier. Which episode is it? Is it Spearhead where it's. Yeah, it's Scobie says something like, "Oh, it's, it was like I have a pretty face around or something." And the brigadier's like, "Oh, she's she's not just a pretty face, sir. you know that sort of thing." But I think they would have it would have been better a little bit to have her actually referred to it, as her actual yeah. title. Yeah, I think somewhat it depends upon the context of what she's doing because I'm going to mention Doomwatch again because in in that. There's a fabulous character called Dr. Faye. What's her name? Faye. I can't remember her name. Faye. Anyway, she's awesome. Yeah. Team Faye. But she's referred to as Doctor quite a lot. But that's in the context of her sort of what she's doing. So I don't know whether Liz just isn't referred to that way because she's not working in that context. I don't know. Possibly. But then again, I mean... Possibly. I'm just thinking because she's is she professor as well. I think she is. I think she is, isn't she? Or is she Doctor both? Or is she I'm both? sure she's a professor as well. <laughs> she might be both. Smarty. She might well be both. Um, um, I can't remember. I'm sure somebody refers to her as that at some point. I think it's I didn't imagine. Maybe I've made, I might well. have made that up. To be honest. Uh, I'll Google I don't it. Know. I'll have but, a look, see what comes up. Uh, yeah. But I'm just I'm just wondering whether the the reasons are sort of like because in that context she'd be Liz or Professor or depending on who she's talking to. Perhaps I'm pretty sure the Brig calls her that once doctor doesn't he does he somebody does he does it more when he's like um i think yeah i think it's with the introduction and when he's upset with her it's like doctor because obviously he gets to know her um, better by like inferno or whatever so she's miss sure 
so i think i think perhaps that's just the level yeah. of sort of like not intimacy but but it, he knows her a bit more that she's not doctor sure because that's quite formal yeah i think that's that's probably it to be honest um <laughs> still unfinished because it's tweets to be Sure, I've heard every appearance she's made in Big Finish, some great companion chronicles, especially Shadow of the Past and the Blue Tooth. I mean, all of them. I've heard all of them that I've got. I I'm think they might be all of the ones she's, she did, mm. but they are excellent. Um, and they'll leave you leave us with the... Oh, yeah. During the pandemic that they deal with in the solo, and she dealt with it in two days. And that's a fair point. Perhaps it's... Uh, yeah, that might have been a better idea. Oh, well. I do love that. I don't love it at all in a good way, but it's like the irony of watching an episode of Doctor Who from the 1970s in which there's a man denying that a pandemic <laughs> exists and won't take the yes, vaccine but and like, then dies right, of the pandemic. What's his name? Lawrence. Oh, well. Lawrence, yeah, the absolute psycho. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, it's just the way, it's just the way he, you said that. I mean, <laughs> it just Pete, sounded really savage. Peter Miles <laughs> is a brilliant actor, but he play, like, he's a really good actor because he plays the mm. baddie so bad. And you hate the characters he plays. Like, I mean, I don't. He's an excellent actor because of that fact. But you can't get on board. You can't feel sympathetic oh, no, for any of his a, characters. A nasty. Nine is essentially an out-and-out out nasty. Four-letter word. I mean, like, he's horrible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think at the be- beginning of the Solurians, uh, Doctor Lawrence is a bit more sympathetic. Of like, I just want to get my job done. Why is everyone here? And then th- two or three episodes in, he becomes very annoying. And then by the end, you just you're happier, you're more relieved when it's, he topples over and dies than anything else. I think. To, uh, madness, a bit like madness, a bit like Avon in Blake Seven. That kind of like, I mean, obviously, the thing about Avon though is he was not. He's a bit of a funny character, but in a sense, there's that kind of descent into just madness and paranoia, and everyone's out to get me, and I've got to get everyone else, so to speak. Which in the end is what they both sort of end up doing. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. It's um Yeah. I just like I like the actor, but his uh, characters I really don't thing like. Is, at I think all. if you did, we'd probably be a um, bit worried, to be honest. It would be it would be a bit like like yeah, I don't true. know, Davros or something. <laughs> it's a bit like nah. Okay, completely unrelated, but I'm going to send this to you in a minute. I don't know if you watch Line of Duty or not, but Pip, Pip Madley's just... Is it uh, Madley or Maidley? Yes, do you know, I do. Maidley, do you know Pip on Twitter? He's just put a, one of his many um, compilation things up. Blake Seven meets Line <laughs> of Duty. thought <laughs> you might that. like that. Um, unrelated to what we're talking about. Um, yes, we've, we've, we've kind of covered the first two stories. Ambassadors is a... That's very much more a spy thriller mm. than anything else. More than like, who was a? As I was talking about Spyfall with um, mm. Married to Whom with Jake the other day, as they've just recorded their reaction mm. to part one. It's it's like Spyfall in that it's more much more a spy story that mm. happens to involve aliens than a sci-fi story that happens mm. to involve I mean, spies. I think Regan's worthy of being a Sweeney villain or something. He's like, oh, definitely. If, if that wasn't a little bit confusing up, with the names, yeah. true. He, he's just like <laughs> he's a bit like Mailer. He's just worthy of being like a proper nasty little villain, isn't he? Oh. <laughs> uh, he is. The thing is, he's 
he's like the more traditional human villain of like oh yeah. I just want to go and rob a bank or like break into Fort Knox whereas um, Carrington spoilers but it's you know 30, 40, years, 50 years old um, Carrington is more like he, he's very much the sympathetic villain because like by the end and the Doctor's like yeah I understand why you're doing what you're doing you're just mad Oh, he doesn't say the last bit, but like he, you know, the the understanding and that you have the you have sympathy for him because you can see he's mm. doing what he genuinely thought he should do. I think the way um, I, I'm trying to think, what well, I haven't got much written Ambassador. down for Liz in um, Ambassadors though. I mean, yeah, her sort of finer moments of Ambassadors are probably those scenes with Doctor Lennox. Yeah. Her booting that villain over yeah. the side of that wall thing. When she's being chased, she just smacks him with what is it a handbag or something? She smacks him and he goes over the thing. What is it? If it's what not a handbag, it? it's something very close him to it, isn't one it? anyway. And yeah, I'm trying to think. Well, she doesn't get an awful lot yeah, to do until she gets kidnapped. Sort of That's the thing. Scenes aren't they? Because she obviously appears. Um, yeah. Earlier on. Um, in like the bits where they're going to open the capsule and stuff. Although the, the scenes with her, the Doctor and Taltalian are good as well with his outrageous French yes. accent. Because let's be honest, don't you just love his outrageous French accent? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's so over. But thing is, I um, what was it I was reading? I think I was reading the the inside like pamphlet in Ambassadors, or if it wasn't that, it was something else. But saying like he can't quite decide if he's French, <laughs> Greek or Russian. I mean I was thinking <laughs> like, French, but I don't know. Nick I think he is meant to be French, but yeah, the accent Nick changes and I so much. I saw him the other day in Doomwatch, although I will shut up about that. But he, he was in a Robert Holmes episode actually, um with an outrageous Scottish accent, which was oh, okay. quite funny. Well, at least we think he was oh, Scottish. Well, there you go. Nick couldn't decide because I thought he was Scottish and Nick was like, Is he though? I'm like, eh. I mean, I, I was a bit too I'm busy. I'm not overly certain, to be honest. He for could reasons have been anything. that would become evident if you've ever seen it, because as I say, <laughs> you can pretend to murder characters at the end of episodes. You are not allowed to do it one minute in. Come on now, Bob Holmes. Come on. Possibly not. No. <laughs> it's not allowed. <laughs> uh, what's the the only other bit really I've got written down other than the fact that she is, she's the one she gets kidnapped. And she keeps asking them questions mm. and tries to learn about the situation she's in. Is the um, the scene where where the doctor says like gives into Carlton and says, "Oh yeah, I'll build you this machine you want." And she starts doing the thing that all the companions do when the doctor starts acting differently, going like, "Oh, you can't possibly do that." Starts doubting that he's like not for a second going, "Of course he's faking it. It's what he does every single story in which this happens." But yeah, there's that bit, and then there's the scene right at the end where. And I cannot for the life of me remember what the guy's name is. What's the, what is the the character's name who is in charge yeah, of Mars Probe Seven? Hey, I Cornish. Him, that's yeah. the one. Yeah, I called him Pasty Man. Like the Brigadier's. Cornish yeah. Pasty. Oh, I'll get in the bin. Oh, I'll get in the bin there. Fair but enough. Anyway. <laughs> um, there's a scene right at the end where he says about to the doctor about oh staying on and helping, and it's either her, it's either him. Or the brigadier says, "Oh no, Miss Shaw's far more practical than the doctor." And I think that's the biggest, like the the actual. The meaning that as a compliment is also like, "Well, he doesn't uh, want to do it, so I'm going to get Liz to do it." Probably has a bit of an eye for Miss Shaw, anyway, in more ways than one. 
Well, that's the thing. I think which novel was it? I've just read uh, Scales of Injustice, mm. which I'll, I'll talk about the novels later on. But there's a whole scene in that with Mike Yates where he's like, I'm sure well, like, they've given Mike Yates a romantic interest in every single companion he gets paired with, with Joe and with mm. Liz. You know, he's just like, come on. He's a bit of a <laughs> ladies' man, is Mike Yates. <laughs> according to the novels, according to the TV show, not an awful lot apart from that. I mean, it's definitely not a ladies' man thing, but that scene in—is it demons? Where he asks—is it him that asks the brigadier yeah, to, if he wants no, to dance? He says no, but I'd rather have a pint or something. <laughs> oh, I'd much rather have a pint. Yeah, that, that's fair. Yeah, thank you, Captain. I'd much rather have a pint. Just I just love it. Sergeant Benton to do the fertility dance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, like oh, let's go and do the God. fertility dance, Sergeant. Okay. They're legends. They just oh my God, I love oh, that so much. Honestly. <laughs> I think before we actually get into the, the big discussion that will be Inferno, I'll go through the rest of the tweets. We've had one from uh, Thomas Meehan at T19M96. Um, Liz Shaw is so underrated and perfect match for the Doctor. She's not your typical scream and there for the dad's type of companion. She's on the Doctor's level and a great example for women and girls. Which I can see, actually, because she is very much... She doesn't get talked mm. down to. She doesn't get... Uh, she doesn't get, like, um, demeaned Generally or patronised. She yeah, has her yeah, own. Yeah. Generally, there are scenes in which she does, but yeah. like, not with Joe or, like, Sarah Jane, where there are mm. scenes where they definitely talk down to. She gets like, oh, she, you actually mm. know what you're talking about. I bet to treat you as an equal. Um, in contrast to what Thomas just said, we had one in from uh, Big Finish Listener at Listener Big, who I think I've advertised his poetry and his main account before, which is, I think, at EJ Copes. If I've got that right, who genuinely, if you don't, if you like poetry in any form, look him up because he does the most. I mean, they're wonderful. They're also experimental, and I won't lie. Some of them I don't understand, but I can appreciate. Um, but he's put honestly, I found her to be one of the most forgettable, forgettable companions. Maybe I just need to experience more stories with her. I do think she makes a really fun team with Pearl, either Berg and Unit. Now we, me and him, had a discussion the other day, and I think he's only seen. I'm going to double check what he said, but I've got a feeling it's only Spearhead or Silo. He's only seen one or two of her stories. I think it would depend on the two stories, probably. Because yeah, cause Spearhead is a nice introduction, but it's more... It's the, the Doctor as well being accepted at the same time, because obviously he'd regenerated from Patrick Troughton. Yeah. And... Uh, here you go. Yeah, he's, he's seen the Silurians. Now, I think that's quite a yeah, strong episode I guess for her. There's a lot to take in, though, with the Silurians. It's quite a complex yeah. story in many ways. So I think perhaps that might be in part why you would you would possibly forget in favour of other things or, or whatever it may be. Yeah, that's true. Uh, we've only got one more tweet in, so I will get it when I've got it to work. I want to make sure that I pronounce their name correctly, because they also tweet into Married to Who. Um, the way that Jake pronounces, which I, if I get this wrong, please correct me. Uh, Nikiforus Focus or Nikiforus Focus uh, at Joy of underscore one, um, which is. The way I know of the name is because it was a Byzantine emperor, but I don't know if I've pronounced it right. Um, they've only seen a couple of stories with her, but Liz was a huge missed opportunity to have a companion understand the science of the show on a level more equal to the Doctor. 
While I love Farina's chemistry with Joe, it is very evident that the writer simply didn't know what to do with a smarter assistant. Wish she had stayed on longer, and despite some great moments, especially yeah. with evil Liz in Inferno, which I think when we get onto it's going to be excellent. Her off-screen between seasons exits just leaves me a bit sour. A bit with a leaves a bit of a sour taste for me in terms of how her character was handled. And living in the past at Lovecraftian UK agrees and just puts I agree can't help feeling the character is considered too clever for an assistant role that's a fair point but she's she is more of an assistant but like scenes in the Silurians where she kind of she doesn't outshine the Doctor at all but mm. she figures stuff out by herself now I think that's an important thing for a companion to do but when it's like the Doctor's role in the show is he's the sciencey mm. one the companion isn't Having another scientist on kind of detracts mm. from the doctor being the one who knows everything I think, and the commander yeah, being the I one who learns everything. Yeah, I think perhaps doctor work in the same way, or, or a similar fashion to the way the doctor works with the brigadier. They are equals and they work that way, but the brigadier is equal to the, but not in the same way. So the brigadier is a sort of military man, the doctor is the scientist, and they kind of gel off each other that way, like in the Silurians, where there's that scene where he says. Um, about what is it about about finding out things and he says something about he makes a Holmes reference doesn't he and then he says come along Watson yeah. or something to it come something like that anyway. yeah. and there's that kind of relationship and I think it's it's a similar case perhaps with, with Liz that's different from his relationship I think, yeah. with Joe where it's sort of like he's more like a teacher perhaps to, to Joe whereas to Liz he's to Liz, as you say, yes, that Joey's a she, she's his assistant. They're they're equals. Yeah. Yeah, they're more intellectual equals. That's the thing. Mm, it's, Instead in, of being in that like case, him having a teacher and a thing. To compare because I think you're trying to you're trying to perhaps com- compare two things that are sort of completely different, maybe. Yeah. Possibly, that's the thing. Um, but as uh, as they've said, mm-hmm. Inferno, she is excellent in Inferno. Everyone is excellent in Inferno because they're almost everyone. I think the only people who don't play more than one role are obviously Pertwee, and oh, I'm going to be really annoyed if I can't remember his name. Um, oh, that's going to annoy me now because Jago on Lightfoot. Why can't I remember his name? Yeah, Sir Keith. Christopher, Cole, Christopher, is it? Yeah, Christopher Benjamin. To Keith, yeah. I mean, I, the thing is, because I know him so much for Jago and Lightfoot, I'm looking at him going like, yeah, but you're <laughs> not Sir Keith Gold, are you? You're obviously it's like, like you're, it's a like descendant. You're, you're actually Mr. I mean, Jago in disguise. <laughs> you're just like doing another, you know, musical <laughs> appearance, but as a different character. It's like, oh, Christopher, yeah, Christopher Benjamin. Um... I mean, I knew, I know he's in Unicorn and the Wasp because he's so physically older in that. And it's like, ah, oh, it's it's the same actor, but it's a different character. Whereas, because it's so, it's not actually that much. What what would it have been between? Let's have a look. What year was Inferno? Nineteen seventy. Yeah, Talons of Wing Chun yeah. was seventy-seven. So it's only seven years between. So he doesn't look. That, obviously, the makeup's different, but he doesn't physically look that different. So it's like, no, but you're just Jago. You're just Jago, like a hundred years later. That's all it is. Oh well, I mean, no, I'm not going to spoil it, but that that season of Jago and Lightfoot where there's a bit of time travel involved, it could it could just be that. <laughs> I mean, come on. 
Inferno. Uh, no, but I love Inferno. Inferno is brilliant. That's Don Houghton, isn't it? Inferno. Hey. Yes. I mean, he wrote. Oh, I, I haven't even. I, was gonna I, say, I haven't he wrote even my other favourite like, story, the, the Mind of Evil. So I'm a bit biased. Hehe. <laughs> yes. It's excellent. I mean, is it just seasons? I think it's just season seven where they do experimental titles. Well, like Inferno, it's not like mm. the vortex and then the title. It's the vortex, then a code open, and then mm. l- shots of a volcano yeah, with Inferno a written like, over the there's top. There's a few experimental titles in some of the Hartnell as well, isn't there? And they never really, yeah, and yeah, the War Machines. End of the War Machines is one of them. Meddler as well has got a bit of an experimental thing going on. But yeah, you're right. There's they've got the Inferno yeah. titles with the fire, haven't they? And just a kind of, a, I mean, it spoils in the first five minutes of the first episode how the end of episode five I mean, or episode six is. With with ambassadors, it's got like uh, I don't know what you call it, but it's got the opening, and then it's got something else, and then it just goes the ambassadors of death with like the sting. Yeah. Yeah, yes, da, the, the da, ambassadors da. do it. Oh, yeah. just, oh my god. Um, the Silurians, I don't think, has anything. Does it? I don't know about Spirit. I think I it's just. Remember. Yeah. <laughs> I, just lo- I just love that it's like the ambassadors do <laughs> of death. Like, yeah, we got that. We got that. Uh, yeah, they, ca- they cause death. Fair enough. Oh, I'm just like, oh. But it's like it's not even like the Radio Times was around in the seventies. It would have said what the episode was called, and it was like surprise, mm. they're ambassadors of death. I was like, I mean, okay, it it's a little bit Eddie Times, Izzard for though. me, you know, like oh, cake or death. But there you go. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure it's gone on for Radio. Surely yeah, the, radio, it, no, the Radio Times is hundreds of years yeah. old, isn't it? Because it used to be an actual Radio Times. Um, but there you go. Hmm. Anyway, the uh, it's you know, going back from like introductions to the actual episode. I really like Inferno, but like Liz, as Liz, gets a fair bit to do, and then mm-hmm. Liz as section leader Shaw gets. I mean, it's so different, but both her, both Caroline John and Nicholas Courtney say that Inferno was their favourite story they worked on, and yeah. I can see that because they got so much to do. But like slight detour into the Brigadier, but I know we will, we will, we'll actually do a Brig episode eventually, but the difference between, you know, Brigadier Lethbridge Stewart and him being sympathetic and still like forceful and still military and Brigade Leader Stewart of like being the forceful military one who, who almost immediately goes, I'm essentially a coward. I'm just going to want to kill everyone and run away. It's quite, it's played quite nicely. Mm. I mean, like Section Leader Shaw is so different and yet, Quite similar by the end. Mm. I mean, I think what was it? Was it Nick Force who just said, "Yeah, evil Liz." It's. Just, I don't. I mean, the brigade leader. Fair enough. That's the evil brigadier. Fair enough. But I don't think section leader Shaw is out and out evil by the end because she's like. I think everyone except brigade leader Shaw has gone. Oh well, the only thing we can she, do now is help the, the doctor. We might as well carry on. Because platoon under leader Benton's a bit nasty and all. Whereas I think because the first time the doctor meets. Yeah section leader sure there's a kind of like not a recognition but perhaps an intrigue isn't there from from her if i remember correctly so she's yeah. she's sort of the more complex character of the three 
I think whereas Platoon Under Leader Benton's a bit of a bully boy, I think let's so. be honest. Um, the he essentially brigade is, leader's yeah. just like nasty. <laughs> and then Section Leader Shaw's a bit more <laughs> sort of... She's slightly more sympathetic immediately. She's, she's, she's readier to mm. listen to the Doctor than the Brigade mm. Leader is. It's just... Um, well, I've got an awful lot of notes on Inferno where you've got... Like Liz just like she started just starts with Liz experimenting with the TARDIS and just working things out, and it, it seems at least it seems at the beginning that she knows how to, how it operates, how to fix it, and everything. Hmm. Yeah. So is it? makes sense that they'd have like they'd have had a, a period of time where she was learning that oh yeah the, the thing is you don't people don't often question it do they we just sort of accept no. it because of who liz shaw is exactly mm. i mean it wouldn't have surprised it wouldn't surprise me if she'd figured it out by herself but even so mm. it's a bit yeah um there's the scene in which the doctor sends her off to get some like coordinates from the computer that he already knows is broken but there's the scene of like and he just goes oh go get these in well you normally work those out in your head and like, like she that's the scene in which i think she's not as she's a little bit she's still a little bit gullible he'll still say i need this to be done and she'll do it even though she knows that he could do it himself hmm I mean, there's oh, there's the scene. Like, I'm gonna try and do Liz and Brigade and Section Leader, but like, the the bit where the Doctor disappears and the Brigadier is just like I'm to figure everything out. She has a go at him for not being worried about him. Is like a really touching scene of just like oh, she does. She really cares about him and she's caring about him to the point where she's gonna get so angry with the Brigadier for not mm-hmm. figuring it out. Mm. The, the Brig's funny because he 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 does care, but in his own way, doesn't he? Yeah, he doesn't show it very often. No, at all. Well, there's the there's the line where when the doctor comes back and Benton runs in, he goes like, "Yeah, it's the doctor," and she's like, "I can see that, Sergeant." When he goes out, <laughs> that is very true. It's just that and the scene after that where the brigadier just goes, "Oh, I'll I'll get a doctor. I happen to be a doctor, brigadier." <laughs> just like sarcastically Sass. talking to all of them. Oh. <laughs> but I think she works so well as section leader Shaw because, like, with Liz, you've got the slight change from Spearhead where she's like, she doesn't quite believe it, mm. and she's just like, I don't really want to work with all these defense people mm. and aliens mm. or the. And by the end, she's by the end of like Spearhead, she's fully invested. But like, in Inferno, it takes section leader Shaw. What is it? Episode three that she turns yeah. up, and it's only by episode six mm. that she's fully on board with yeah. the Doctor. I was just thinking of something actually that I literally just remembered there's a brilliant scene in the Silurians where it's it's towards the end with the whatever it is the what's it called the machine thing I love the Silurians this the oh the, um, oh my god yeah here we are s- crap what's it called the the cyclotron, cyclotron. that's it where where the Silurians go, it's going to destroy the whatever it is, ozone layer or something. It's not the ozone layer, the something belt. And then the, the Brig oh, and Liz... Uh, are... Van, Van Allen belt. Yeah, and then the, the Brigadier and Liz have that exchange where he goes... He says something to her and she she whispers to him. And then he looks at her like, what's that? And then she just goes, 
and tells him what it what it is. Yeah. I always I always think that scene's kind of like I don't know. I just really like that scene that she's I, sort of <laughs> she's sort of telling him s- stuff. It's like teaching them. Yeah, that's that's, that's, that's what I mean about their chemistry being really quite interesting with Liz and the yeah. Brigadier. I mean, it starts very much like what's it? Uh, he says something along the lines of like, "Oh, we we investigate things of this world and 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 outside." And he was like, "Oh, you can't be serious! Like, I'm not in the habit of joking about this sort of thing." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, all right then." You know, she still looks at him like he's talking absolute nonsense. <laughs> yeah. I, I tell you what, I would quite like to have seen is a Liz story with her facing off against the master. Because oh, I know, yeah. like, not to spoil terror, but like Joe and the master is, is is such a good relationship of like she can face him down very like once she learns how to. But I don't think Liz would have been taken in quite as easily straight away. No, no, I don't think she's so, so strong willed. Yeah, she might have worked actually. Thinking about it, if you were going to have a story with them both in, she might have been quite good in the claws of Axos. Yeah, that's because more of a that's not out and out science but even the, so. Got the scientific roles of like um what's his name? I can't remember his name, but he played Carstairs in the war games. He's also in that. Yes. And the sciencey elements in that and the and the master and the doctor sort of teaming up in that way. So if there was a story where I think Liz could have fitted in, it might be something like the Claws of Axos. Maybe. Yeah. Or have you have you listened to the audiobook that came with the uh, deluxe version of Masterful Tale of the Master? Not yet. I'm very behind. That's a good one. <laughs> that's that's set after Joe leaves, but before Sarah Jane turns up. Oh yeah. That I think would have worked quite well because it's quite sciencey. That would have worked really well mm. with Liz. Mm. So I'm just I, I'm trying to think now. If I'll have to see. I'm sure there must be a, some. Having said that, I don't know. It has to be a story in which she comes back because the master from like Dalgado's master would not have been introduced at that point. No, it would. You know, she's a sort of character where you could easily have some kind of explanation. Because is she a? What's her science? Is it? Chem- uh, is she a, she's an expert in meteorites. Something, yeah. something else, isn't she? A chemist she? then. Or something. Possibly. Or something. Physicist, you might think. Physi- well, section leader Shaw studied. She says, like, oh, I studied physics. Um, before she went into like being a fascist. Oh right, so, and if she's the opposite, I I can't remember. I don't know. But it, it would. She's the sort of character where you could call her back, and she could come and work on something else, like another scientific <laughs> project or whatever. Yeah. In a sense, well, that's why she's a f- sort of good character in that way. I think that's what they've done in Big Finish with the mm. Companion Chronicles. Let me get them up because I've listened to every single one I could, I could, um, I could find. Mm. So, what's the first one? Bluetooth. That's a version of how she leaves Unit. Mm. I'm not going to spoil it because we've we've already discussed we're not going to spoil anything that's Big Finish or or novels related. But that's quite a good sciencey one. That she, it's her. Um, her investigating things. Um, Shadow of the Past is more of a like an alien one. Yeah, Sentinels of the New Dawn. If you haven't heard that one, that's but that fits, I think, quite no. Even though it's set a few years after she she's left Unit, mm. 
it's a good it's got the feel of a series season seven because it's dark and it's um it's time travel it but without the tardis it's like they get taken from the 70s to i think it's like 74 to 2014 mm. and it's it's the setup of a another fascist political party <laughs> who use time travel to their advantage and it's really really good but it's dark i like a bit of dark it's it's good. I think that I do think the best one. It's between that and the last post because the last post is quite. It's a nicer, nicer light one, which is so self-referential. Like oh, we, I've I've just dealt with the living plastic. I've just done this. I've like and you know next time we're going to be start going looking into this Stalman fella and it's like yeah, it's good. Yeah, as I said, it's like, um, as I said, it's very fun basty and like there's a lot of references in it but it's the best kind <laughs> yeah it's like it's it's subtle enough that if you're listening to it fresh like i did for the very first time mm. i hadn't seen any poetry at all mm. you don't have to know what they all mean yeah but so i think i it's if you know what it means it's brilliant yeah, i think i enjoyed it because i did know and i sort of went oh my god it's it's the you know it's it's the cyclotron or the or, or whatever and i think i, yeah. I quite enjoyed that <laughs> Not to spoil it, because it's like as we'll announce properly later on, it is going to be one of our listens. But the amount of people they say like have died, and then they name Doctor Lawrence, and they name um, oh, what's who's Jeffrey Palmer? What's his character's He's name? Masters, isn't he? Masters, yeah. So like they name a load of other people that have died in past episodes. Yeah, yeah. I, I see. I quite liked that because I like the throwback to all the other stories. I'm just sort of like, oh yay, fangirl alert. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to spoil the reveal, but the, the the mention of like the post office tower and it's like oh it reaches yes. all the way back to like proper old yes. who. There's a bit in um, actually I'll, I'll wait till you like yeah and Primord is excellent as well, yes. but that's a very different take on Liz. I mean as as we were and as John Dorney said when we did the Primord listen some time ago. Um, there's there's an interesting sort of element to Liz where obviously she's got a fiance in that I believe, and there was some not yes. controversy because I don't think it was like that, but there was a lot of there was people who were saying well, in I mean I, unless unless no. of course I don't know and it's referenced in something else, but from my knowledge the reference that she is a lesbian I believe is from Probe. Correct me if I'm wrong here. Yes, I'm pretty certain it is because I don't think it's the yes, first couple, I, but I think there's one yeah, of them I, which she's a, in a I mean, relationship with another woman. Unless that's in a woman. novel or something, um, I don't know. But um, but I mean, I think perhaps, but I I think it's more likely. To yeah, be probe, I mean, I think that the thing with that is that so few people have seen Probe. It's a bit like I think it's a bit unfair to just outright criticise for that reason. No. I mean, it wouldn't. Yeah. Su- no, yeah. mu- I'm not criticising John Dorney at all. I love him. I love all, all of his all of his stories. It wouldn't surprise me if he hasn't sat down and watched all of Probe in preparation because that's Big Finish is very much more dealing with canon. Who I'm not even touching the debate is Big Finish canon or not, but they deal with the can canos can canonicity of um, TV Who of what we know from the show. Mm. Whereas I think Probe. I'm not overly certain could be considered canon yeah. necessarily. Yeah, it, I mean, it's a bit like Harry in a way because 
for example, in, I think, is it Knock Knock, there was supposed to be a Harry reference that's cut or something? Yeah, one of the characters where, was meant to be his grandson or where, something. Where he was meant to have a boyfriend. Now, yes. the, th- the thing for me about that is that, as Ian Martyr wrote him, he is more of a ladies' man. Yeah. And so, therefore, what sort of... A, it's not worth squabbling about anyway because it's, you know, think what you will, guys. But but I think... I I, I don't know. I just think think what you will. I mean, you can accept Probe if you want to, but the way John has written it, and fantastically so, it's possibly very believable in a different way. I mean, even if you say, I want to believe yeah, everything, I mean that, yeah, all that you're left with either. is the fact that she's a, she's a bisexual woman, which is not, you know... Exactly. It's it's like, well, it's, if it's easier for you... If you want to believe that Probe is canon and that she's a lesbian in that, fair enough. Just accept that she's a bisexual woman because she's got a relationship with a man in this. I think it's not our place to, to comment on what's mm. actually canon because we don't actually know. I don't think it's... Obviously, in TV, who they would not have got away with in the 70s having a major yeah, character yeah. who is an out lesbian but or a bisexual person even but that doesn't mean that they we can't now look back and go well this is what they've said so we can we can read that into it i think i think the thing about classic who is that it doesn't delve down that route as deeply as new who does in no. that way and i think you've got ian and barbara because obviously they're a bit that's kind of obvious but i think there are characters where if you delve further in like there's a lot of talk on on mike yates as well about him obviously being gay i believe people think that often and actually i can sort of accept that but at the same time you know it's a bit kind of like there's a lot of these discussions that that go on and, and in the end make of it what you will but yeah but but it's a bit i think all I think is that it's a bit critical to say, well, this is invalid because of this, because it, it, I don't I think mean, it makes it any less or any more valid, unless you were doing something... Like, for example, if you... I don't know, you've got Bill Potts, if you then completely changed her character about, that's something else. Yeah, that's the thing. It's... it's um, if TV... If they brought back a character, or, like, Liz, or Liz's daughter, or something like that, or Liz, you know, Liz's family mm. in mm. New Who and they said oh yeah this is Liz and her wife or Liz I mean that's going to be canon because it's TV but that, you don't that's the beauty of big finish and novels is that you can just go well I'm going to believe this or this mm. and I, I'm pretty certain the way that most I think it's not the official line obviously but a lot of people mm. with big finish read into all of classic Who on big finish is obviously pre-time war so if you just, if you take into account oh the fact that the time wars caused all these bloody different realities and paradoxes and whatnot, then the explanation that a lot of people give, as far as I'm aware, is well whatever was canon at this point is no longer canon because it's been changed. Hmm. And I think it's, you can do what you want, you can say what you want, and um, you can believe what you want. I, I mean, quite like the idea of having a bisexual lead character. Yeah. So, but but actually you say that um primord is obviously set well before probe is yeah so why why people not? change at the same time <sighs> yeah 
you know it's I mean, it's. I mean, I think that's. I'm there's there's sure no explanation. I just don't get why people were getting so. About that. I mean, I, I, about I, it, to it's be been honest. a very long time since we did that. Um, but, in, you know, in the end, think what you will, really. And, you know, take what you will, is what I say. Yeah. I mean, just to read into it what you want to read into it. That is the beauty of being able to just, like, make your own uh, head cannons, as it were. Um, but, like, in the two novels that I read, like, Scales of Injustice, there's not an awful lot of romance in it. Um, with, uh, which is, I, lo- I just love it for the title alone, and the fact it's a good mm. story. Um, the Devil Goblins from Neptune, which is... The title makes it sound very like cheap and childish and it's actually a really deep, um, quite violent, quite dark conspiracy mm. thriller. Um, she's excellent in that. You get Mike Yates in it being a ladies man. You get, <laughs> but there's not an awful lot of like talk about relationships in the novels. But she's excellent in Scales of Injustice. Have you have you read Scales? Um, I mean, I've got it here. I've not read it, but I know a little bit about it. Yeah, I won't spoil it in case anyone does want to read it, but she gets her own like line of inquiry into mm. something different that isn't the main storyline mm. uh, and it's that's an interesting one and I will say that that's by Gary Russell and the characters he introduces in that turn up again in Business Unusual which I've got which is the sixth Doctor oh, in do, Mal oh, I think and then uh, Instruments of Darkness which is also a sixth Doctor in Mal which I've got which I haven't read I've only read Scales because I knew it came first but there's side characters in that which turn up in those two six Doctor One, so I'm curious where they go. Um, but I won't I won't spoil it in case anyone hasn't read it or wants to read it. But I would recommend that one and Devil Goblins of Neptune, which sounds like it's a childish book, but it's genuinely so you get CIA, you get Russian mm. unit, you get UK unit. It's really, really detailed and really, really good. Sounds fun. Um Liz is excellent in both of those, to be mm. honest. She gets an awful lot to mm. do. But I think I mean, no one's written in about Probe. I asked if anyone had, but uh, no one seen, seems to have seen it. I haven't seen it. I can't really comment. I would be interested to see what it's yeah, like, I mean, though. as I said, I have them, so... Um, so I will, I will at some point give them a go. Yeah. And I'll let you know what they're like. We might do a little like redux mm. on here to see what see what mm. you thought once we've once you've mm. seen them. Yeah, I'll let you know because I've got. Let's have a look. Uh, Ghosts of Winterborn, the Zero Imperative, and the Devil of Winterborn. Yeah. And I think there might be a couple more. I don't think that's all of them. I think there might be one or two more. I think it's five or six mm. in there. Okay. Yeah, but it'll be interesting to look into and see what they're like. Um, I, I like how we started off this podcast with you going, Liz is quite popular, I'm saying she's underrated, and we've now talked for almost an hour and a half. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, as I said, I just think she's one of those companions where so many people love her and so many people talk about her so much that whether whether she's underrated... I don't know whether underrated is the wrong word. I don't, I don't know. I mean, you know, guys, you tell me. But... I don't know, she's one of those companions where I've always thought people say she's underrated, but then everyone always talks about her. 
I mean, yeah. underused. Underused. Yeah, I think though. she's more underused than underrated, to be honest. Again, it, it. I think maybe it depends. Um. I'll um. I'll have to read the other novel and see what it's like and see, but. Or, yeah, or maybe I would be interested what what people think if they've if they then go on to read or watch or listen to stuff mm. they haven't done before. Mm. I mean, I, th- I definitely recommend doing that because I think that expands her legacy more, and I think it 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 definitely is is a good direction to go in. Yeah, well, I wasn't sure quite how much we'd have to say, but we've managed to talk for quite a mm. while on it, which is quite, which is, which is good. Now we've brought up, but definitely tried not to spoil anything about um, Primord and Last Post, and that is the they those are the ones that we have decided on as our listens for the upcoming uh, listen, which will be. This Saturday, am I right, Lil? Yes. Which is the 24th. Now, the last post is a companion chronicle. So, as far as I'm aware, it's $7.99. Uh, let me have a look. Last post. Just double check. Last post is... If it'll work. $7.99. Which, not to spoil it, but it's an excellent one for Liz's... Uh, relationships, as it were, because it's it's her and her. It's a, I've always got this wrong, so I apologise for mispronounce it. Epistolary story, so it's between her and her mother mm. uh, over the course mm. of letters and phone mm. calls, which is quite nice. Uh, we've chosen that one, and then we've chosen Primord, which is part of the uh, third Doctor Adventure. So I think it's Volume Five, isn't it? Mm. Yes, which is Liz. The third Doctor and Joe, and the Brigadier, and it's an it's just an excellent excellent story. I really enjoyed it when I listened to it a few weeks mm. uh, like last week or the week before. Um, is there anyone else? Is it just those four? Is the main? I think it is because Benton's Which not one? in that one, is he? Primord. Uh, yeah, Primord. Mm. That's a very good question. I'm. I can't remember actually. I, I genuinely can't remember. <laughs> no. Oh well. It's a good. Mm. It's a good story. And um. And so that's going to be this Saturday coming, which is the twenty mm. fourth. Um. And as for the now, as as we record, the quiz for the Rose episode for the novels has not yet been. Uh, has not yet ended or been or been drawn because yes. we were recording a day early so I, I will draw that tomorrow and I will upload the winners as of as of yet and I know this will have no impact on anyone <laughs> entering because we will have we will have uh, already drawn it by the time you listen to this but we have only had two entrants uh, with two right answers so I will wait and see if we get a response on which ones which books they would want uh, which book they would want Hopefully they don't clash, um, but yeah, hmm. I'm hoping we get some more. And as for the Liz quiz, <laughs> which <laughs> Liz we will come out quiz. the day after That's this is released. So, as of recording, oh no, this is not going to be this. What am I saying? This Saturday, it's not going to be this Saturday because this won't be this won't have been recorded yet. It'll be the first. It'll be the first of May, oh, not yeah. the 24th of <laughs> April. I knew that because we we won't we won't have a quiz. We won't have a listen. 
before yeah. the episode comes out. Have we so got, the, have we got one this of, weekend? Uh, May. Uh, if we do, it's your choice because we've already had the rose one last weekend up, that I couldn't we? make because of work. We've caught up with ourselves now, yes. So it's your decision, Lou. It's entirely you. And uh, if James wants to have any input, he can as well because it's your two, uh, your two other I ones who do it. Uh, yeah, that'd be good. And then, yeah, because so the, the prize for the Liz quiz, which comes out as of recording next Wednesday, which will be tomorrow if you listen to this on the day of release, we don't have anything physical as the prize this time. So what we are going to do is we, we will offer you, as it were, a cash prize on the condition that it is used to buy a Liz Companion Chronicle of hmm. your choice. So we will put the quiz out. If you get it right, if you get picked, then you let us know which Companion Chronicle you want. We will PayPal you the cost of that Companion Chronicle on the condition that you then let us know what you thought of it because we would be interested uh, if anyone wants to give us some extra thoughts and we will do a little redux next episode or the episode after if uh, if we can now we will have we've planned out only the next couple of episodes the one after next will hopefully feature our first actual guest, I will not confirm that yet because we haven't double checked but as of next time we will have our first all out big finish original companion now, I ran this past one of our Twitter friends the other day and they guessed every single one they could and did not get it right. <laughs> so I am, I'm hoping that people will have either heard or be very curious about this character. Uh, we have chosen Oliver Harper, who was a companion to the first Doctor and a, a companion along with Stephen, as played by Tom Allen, which, fingers crossed, we will get a response from because I'd be quite interested to see what their thoughts are on having played the character. Um, so if anyone does have any thoughts on Oliver Harper, please let us know if you've listened to his trilogy of Companion Chronicles. If you haven't, as with me, it'll be a new experience and I would like some people's mm. thoughts on the character. Um, but yeah, I think that's everything we're doing for now. So yeah, just uh, if unless there's anything else you would like Not to input, Lil. I can think of. Wonderful. In which case, we will say goodbye. Thank you for listening. And join us next time when we discuss Oliver yeah, Harper. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening.